from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number two, Big and Wild Outdoors, Spring Gun, Johnson Swindle, Diego, and burning up the highways and byways of the state of Florida to get here. Mr. Bill Barquette's on his way in from Pork Canic Barbecue. Bill George is up in Pennsylvania with the other George. They're up there experiencing the uh, great white pre-Christmas jubilee that's going on up there. Bill got himself a nice little buck. What was it? Two days ago? Was it two days ago? I think I got the I think picture. It was a couple days. Two or three days ago, he got one down. He said a group came out. Uh, there were uh, that one was like the biggest one of the bunch. And Chopang, uh, I don't know why he hadn't put the picture up. I thought he was going to put it up on our Facebook page so that everybody could take a look at it. Obviously, it was uh, before the snows came because I think the next day is when I saw George's picture sitting. <laughs> it was like. A foot of snow on everything, you know, that was outside. And uh, it was dark and gloomy. Blue, like the inside of a glacier. Yes. And it uh, didn't look like much fun. But uh, Bill's up there having a good old time. And Mike Singleton is, we'll never see him again. He's at River Ranch today. Is he? Yeah. I thought he'd be out at Homosassa. Talked to him yesterday. He's at River Ranch. What is there to do at River Ranch? There's a lot to do at River Ranch. I mean, there's nothing left to hunt out there. You got nothing but dune buggies, four-wheelers, and uh, crazy people out there driving around doing stuff. Has that place even become legit yet? Because remember, it was founded by squatters. Remember the battles between River Ranch and the state of Florida? The people just went out there and put, <laughs> oh, yeah. put a trailer out there, and they said as long as you have like a permanent building or something like that, and uh, they didn't pay taxes on it or anything. Remember that? It was like a whole big big showdown, and that's when they turned it into like a uh, club where you had to be a member, and you had to oh, yeah. pay your dues, so it would cover all the taxes and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I like remember that. several places out there where if you bought an acre and you put your – like you said, you could put a trailer or something and let camp on it or sure. do whatever. Yeah. Then you had access to what was it, twelve thousand acres? Yeah, or but something. you couldn't live there. So I think you could only visit. Okay. Remember that's how they got Silas Dents off of his island, man. Okay. You know he uh, mullet fisherman extraordinaire, hermit living out there for all those years, and then you know fed fed the government shows up and goes, uh, we need like uh, thirty five years of back taxes that. Uh, you owe us for this piece of, of course. property. Of course. And he's like, well, you know how many mullet that is? <laughs> yeah, the, go- <laughs> no the government always needs no their way. back taxes. No way I'm going to get that kind of money. So, Because uh, God forbid any of them jack wings live on a budget. But, I mean, that's. Kicked off the island. Never mind. The old Silas Dent story. Uh, I heard an interesting thing. Uh, everybody's doing these what to get daddy and mommy and everybody who's an outdoors person uh, for Christmas. Yeah, I'm at the crossroads of my life where I have no idea what to get my children anymore. And I don't have my dad and any other person who's uh, the older generation than me. They always say the same thing. 
You don't have to get me anything. Uh, Which it, puts pressure on you in the most tremendous way. No. That, uh, you know, if you take them for their word, uh, you know that, you know, it might hurt their feelings. So you at least get them a card, maybe slip them a couple of 20s or something, you know. Gift Go cards. have dinner on yeah. me. Yeah, but gift cards have a, a tremendous uh, ability to end up in the junk drawer, and they're never used. Okay. That it's, it's just like, uh, and I had this conversation with Lori, I've had this conversation with my family. They've asked me these questions and all that. And for birthdays, holidays, and all that, it's what I tell people nowadays. To me, I would rather you get me a gift card to said place that I like to go, be it home improvement store, be it Charlie Steakhouse. Uh, you know, any, I mean, well, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, and it's a situation to where, like you say with the kids, it's better to do it that way because with the adults, we're in a situation now to where it ain't like it used to be. Oh, wait till your birthday. Wait till Christmas. Wait till this. Wait oh, till I know. that. They have their own money. You know, and when we, well, like even us, when we want something, nine times out of ten, something that we want, like sure, we'll go for get me, it. you're going to go, go get it. it. Yeah. But even a lot of the times for me, Nowadays, something that I want is usually something that I actually need. So it's not, you know. <laughs> I know oh. my kids are the same way. They are like, Dad, I, we have no idea to get what to get you or anything. Like I said, don't get me anything. Don't worry about it. I get my stuff all year round. But the reason I brought it up is because there's been a lot of talk, a lot of guys that are, you know, get me ammo. Just yeah. get me ammo, uh, you know, so I can have ammo or uh, get me something, uh, nice binoculars or something like that. And then I started seeing all these stories, of course, as we get closer to uh, Christmas, where all the news agencies are talking about package theft, porch pirates. I oh, mean, yes. uh, uh, Sheriff Grady Judd had a big old spiel of it the other day where he was talking about uh, they were looking for this one woman in particular who's been, Mr. Chronister. who's been very prolific in what she's been doing. But... So I went and I kind of looked at some of the prevention things, not necessarily on a news channel. They always give you these, yeah, you go to our channel and we'll give you some preventative tips. But this one was actually sent out by an outdoor news agency that comes from SafeWise, which they tell you that their research, because they do all this stuff, nearly 50% of Americans have experienced package theft in the past year. That's 10% higher than last year. Among package thefts that occurred in the past year, over 75% happened during the pandemic. 67% of Americans say they shop online uh, more since the pandemic started, and more than 50% of Americans get their package delivered at least once a week. 63% of Americans say the pandemic has made them more concerned about package theft. 68% said package occurs at single-family homes. But less than half of those who experienced package theft actually took preventative measures like using a package locker or installing a home security system to prevent from uh, happening again. And so they're saying this year, these guys, the outdoors people, knowing what we know, what outdoor guys are asking for, yes, you know, maybe a new hunting knife, uh, you know, man, get me a case of ammo or get me some more 270 or something. Now they're saying you have to be even more vigilant when it comes to that because you don't want that stuff ending up out there with somebody who could potentially use it to harm someone 
or, uh, you know, be nefarious. And, of course, they're going to put it up on Ammo Trader or uh, social media. Hey, I got uh, 10 boxes of 30-30. I don't know what it's for, but, you know, get it get it out of here. But they also listed the 10 worst metros for package theft. I'm going to start with Diego because he's always the quiet one. <laughs> Diego, what do you think is the top number 10 worst metros for package theft? Which one do you think it is? Metro meaning a city. So which city do you think number 10 is for the worst? Number 10? Number 10. Uh, I don't know. Delaware? De- Delaware is a state. A oh, city. Said city. Oh, you yeah, said city. Yeah, a city. Oh, okay. Uh, in Florida or in the Just United anywhere States? in the United States. Just pick one. Jeez, I don't know. New York City? Uh, believe it or not, New York no, did not, not make the yeah. top 10. Oh, I wouldn't think so, actually. I just threw one out there. Uh, number 10 is Los, An- Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles. Which oh, I'd have yeah. thought had been in the top three or four. Yeah. Number nine is Sacramento, California. Number eight, Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. I can see it. Number seven, Portland, Oregon. Number six, Columbus, Ohio. Number five, San Antonio, Texas. Number four, Salt Lake City, Utah. I thought those Mormons didn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, number three, Austin, Texas. Number two, Nolens, Louisiana. Nothing and in Florida. None in Florida in the top ten. And number one, for package theft, porch pirates in the United States of America is... Your guess, Jonathan. Hmm. Quickly, the music's playing. I'd, you kind of threw me off with some of the other ones, so I'd say Georgia. Georgia's a state. No, Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia. Oh. I said you, Savannah. Savannah, Georgia? Yeah. yeah. It is not a southern state whatsoever. It's Nancy Pelosi's own stomping grounds, San Francisco, California. California. <laughs> There you go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out of Brandon Ford. Watch your packages. If you know that you got ammo being delivered, deliver it at work or at mom's house or grandma's or somebody that you know is going to be home. Don't leave that out for the dinks. All right? Get it back. Get it in the house. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It's the Bigger Wild Outdoors. <clears throat> Brayden Jonathan in the studio. Bill Burkett with Porkganic Barbecue is on the way. Bill George is text. up in Pennsylvania texting us and belittling us via text messages on the phone. I'm just going to throw this back at him because, you know, he berated us because we were talking about the FWC meeting. And he's like, well, others are more committed. And some even, uh, you know, call in uh, and and 
to me- to meetings, which he wrote back, you know, hey, look, man, I send emails. I do all this stuff. And he says, it's not the same. And I just want to go back to him and I go, was it not you, Bill George, who said that 90% of the stuff gets done where? In the hallways. In the hallways. Lobbying. So if you're not there, then, you know, I don't know what really matters. But And then he sent another text back says, deer running through the yard, shots in the distance. Hmm. Almost sounds like a lyric from a song. Nice. Deer running in the yard, shots in the distance. Put that to a drum beat, will you? It's a Ted Nugent song. It could be. It could be a Teddy, Uncle Teddy song. Sure, I could see that. Why not? It would be a good one. Anyway, uh, Bill's going to be coming in talking about uh, an event. I'm sure that he's going to be participating in here pretty soon. The man is always working, 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 working. If he's not, he's out there running around out in the woods with his his three boys. You got to keep them boys entertained. Otherwise, it's just going to destroy the world. I love it. It's going to destroy the world. Uh, good news during the COVID lockdowns. It seems that some are being lost. Some are being gained. Uh, I look forward to, uh, seeing the tracker boat plant out in Bolivar, Missouri. It's going to be out there expanding. So they're going to be making even more boats, actually doubling the size of their plant and adding 300 manufacturing jobs out there for that. But good news is, and I'm excited to see the catalog that, uh, Henry repeating arms is going to be introducing 32 New rifles. I did look at those the other day. And shotguns. And I I think that maybe this is in response to what has happened to Remington. Do you think maybe? Because now that Ruger is going to be taking over Marlin, yes. you know they're going to be putting on some design stuff and all that stuff, so they're going to have to you know kind of get ahead of the game. The only thing I, I hate to say wish, but I would have to say that... Um, I would hope that they would build one at least for the every guy. Bring back the days when you could walk in there and buy a 30-30 for, you know, three, four hundred well, bucks. And me and you have talked about this. Like, I'm looking right now, personally, I'm looking for a 45-70 or 44 lever action. Just because... And and I want you to get, and a million other people. Well, but I want to get the old school. How do you? I guess the car. I guess, I'd call it the carbine style. You know, eighteen, nineteen inch. The shorty, yeah, trapper you know, version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The trap. Like, uh, I was looking at Marlin this weekend, and the trapper was one of the ones I was looking at. I wouldn't this. get that in a forty-five seventy, forty-four mag. Yeah. Well, that'd but be you awesome. know what I'm looking for for it because sure. if I'm out there crawling around. Yeah, that's perfect. Looking for a hog or something like that that somebody has shot. It's like we talked about. Yes, I carry a forty-five on my pistol on my side, but that forty-five seventy or forty-four mag cartridge coming out of a rifle, it's got a how we say a lot more uh, stopping power. <laughs> yeah, well, it does, and it works extremely well. <laughs> and it's a whole lot easier to point point that than you know try to point the pistol and. Start just spraying lead. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I always said that they should. Um, I, I do like their single shot rifles that they have out there, and for the price, they're a little bit less than say like a Ruger Number One kind of thing where they're. Oh, a the Henrys more, and stuff were beautiful looking rifles. They're and they're good looking. They use tremendously fabulous wood on them and stuff like that. But uh, for a lot of people, I always look at Henrys. The people who come in and buy Henrys are people who are looking down the road. 
They usually say, I want something that's oh, nice have, yeah. that I can leave to my grandkids. It's like, um, and they, it is like a, a legacy rifle. Um, and so. Well, uh, and even like I had a, and I kick myself to this day. Um, one of my favorite rifles that I had um, was a twenty two mag Henry lever action. And it wasn't the fancy, it was the blued with the wood stocks. That you could, like you said, you could walk into any gun store and buy for three, four hundred bucks, and I mean that gun was it shot straight. It was yeah, it great. never it never had any problems. I had a scope on it, uh, and even carried it in the scabbard when I used to work cows and stuff like that. I could pull that thing out, beating and banging on it all day, and I could still drill something at a hundred yards without even thinking about it. Well, I. I, I like that, and I, but I think that some they've they've gotten so expensive. Everybody knows that. But when they look in there, like, is that a Henry? And I'm like, yeah. You want to take a look at it? They're like, nah, it's way out of my price range. They already yeah. know it before they even before they touch it. Uh, but hopefully, they'll bring back down some of the plain Jane ones. I don't care what you want to call them. You know, blued. With, exactly. Uh, you know, maybe it's not you know premium grade walnut, but at least it's you know decent wood and and all that kind of stuff. Hell. Use mesquite. <laughs> I don't care. Ironwood on that bad boy. But uh, back by popular demand, uh, they're going to be replacing all the steel-framed centerfire lever-action rifles with and shotguns to include a side-loading gate while still retaining the removable tube magazine based on the original Henry rifle, yep. which some people like, some people don't like. And this is the open-ended magazine designed that was first introduced um back in uh, 2019, where you can actually either load the magazine and keep it topped off through the port on the receiver. Uh, some people like that. Some people didn't like that. And some people would say, well, if you're going to put a side gate, a side loader on it, then why do you still retain it where you've got to you know, pull the tube out and drop them in there? It doesn't make any sense. But, uh, but this transmission is going to apply to all the Henry 3030s, 4570s, 410 uh, shotguns, the uh, revolver caliber big boy rifles, all in their blued steeled, all weather color, uh, color uh, hard cased finishes. They're going to be doing a lot of them. I haven't seen the catalog yet. Have you Have you seen it? I was looking at it online the other day. I didn't see the catalog. Well, in the new uh, single shot line, they're going to be bringing out, and this is really going to help this cartridge a lot. I know more and more people are finding it and loving it, but uh, I think that having a single shot rifle in 350 Legend. Is probably going to help elevate that rifle cartridge up to a new level, and the 450 Bushmaster, which a lot of people are jumping on board like a June bug, man. And uh, for larger game hunters in shotgun areas only, Henry's also releasing the Henry Single Shot Slug Barrel Shotgun in 12 yeah. gauge, which is going to have a fully rifled barrel for use with shotgun slugs. Um, they do have a place you can actually go look at it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to that web page. That's where I went. And then uh, put it up on our Facebook page so that everybody and else can I, I'm interested to see because, I'm a, you know me, I'm a TC fan too, the, the encores and stuff like that. I'm interested to see with their single shots, if they're going to do the interchangeable barrels and stuff like that um, for their rifles because, to me, that uh, – my nephew was asking me that when we were up there – at the woods hunting Thanksgiving because he's looking at buying his first rifle. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing 
that was one brand that I told him to go with, and I tell a lot of people to go with because, I mean, obviously, Lori's shooting one. I've got Ava one. I've got a couple of them myself. I like the TCs for the fact that basically you can buy one gun and base, you've got a catalog of what you can put on it as far as barrels go. And I don't, I don't see any company that makes a single-shot rifle not wanting to do that just from that standpoint because then it opens up so many other avenues for more sales to where, you know, like you said, a guy looks at that rifle and says, well, it's out of my price range. And you can look at him just like I would look at him and say, well, wait just a minute. If you spend this money now, here's the options you have later on down the road. Yeah, that's why when uh, I know that John and Robert used to give me crap about carrying a 40 and they would say, you know, uh, the forty the forty shooters are the most confused people in the world. They can't pick between a nine millimeter and a forty five. And I said, no, I picked mine on for a very reason because I go spend a uh, hundred and sixty eight dollars and I have a brand new gun. Yeah. I just drop in a Glock uh, three fifty seven Sig barrel and boom, we're done. It's yeah. a whole new gun. And uh, when I back in the day bought my uh, my Sig SHR. Uh, which stands for uh, SIG hunting rifle. Uh, it was between a Seiko, or some people call it Saco. It was between a Saco 270 and the SHR. And I said, I looked at the differences. I had a box magazine on the SIG that was removable. The Seiko didn't have that. One was wood, one was composite. But the big selling point was... Interchangeable barrels. Yes. As long as it was a long action, I could turn it into a 30 out 6, a 25 out 6, 7 millimeter mag, whatever I wanted, any of those kinds of things. So I was getting the multitude. Exactly. And it was cheaper. More bang for your buck. <laughs> now, of course, you can't find barrels for it anymore. So, of course. It's going to be a 270 forever. All right, we're taking a break. I saw Bill go by. Was that Bill that went by? Oh, <laughs> The rest of the show, you'll hear a munching, smacking, burping, and various other Manly bodily noises. functions. Should be quite entertaining. We are the Big of All Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We're taking a quick break. If you want to call, 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. We'll be back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you for getting up and joining us and hanging out with us this morning. We that, really do appreciate it. There's one thing I got to give Diego credit for that I've been getting compliments is your bumper music has uh, been on point very well. You're welcome. I try. Oh, no, dude. It's, well, what, ever since he stopped it's playing. It's appreciated, brother. Every, it's appreciated. He stopped playing the helicopters and whatever else, Spider-Man <laughs> and what whatever the? else he. Ah, it's whenever Bill George makes a a request is when it gets a little off the rails. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Alice's Restaurant, all that good stuff. Alice's, yeah, yeah, it got really nutsy. The last one, if you listen to the 
uh, post-Thanksgiving show. Uh, we had to go through that. You can go back and listen to it. H-E double hockey sticks for sure with uh, with that one. But uh, there's a couple of a little announcements I wanted to make here during the show while we have time before Bill gets in here with these beautiful plates of uh, porkganic barbecue that he's brought in with his uh, three boys. Uh, it takes four. It takes four men to carry in that much meat. So uh, he's in the studio. He's back in the back chopping up stuff. Um, speaking of food, I didn't find this out till last night. My friend Mary Lynn uh, posted something on Facebook. It's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> Willie's uh, Willie's uh, place for seafood that some people may know it by Willie's uh, Fat Willie's Fish Camp. Dude, they're closing up. Mm-hmm. They're closing up. The I heard last, that news the other day. The last day's like December twenty third. Yep. They're going. They're uh, shutting the doors. They're they're done and they're they're gone. I mean, dude, we used to do I, all the listener appreciation I, parties out there, I'm, and I'm. And how do I say this politely? I'm holding my tongue uh, as best as I can with the restrictions and some of the other stuff is. Unfortunately, this is going to be a byproduct of that, and you can yell and scream at me all you want to and tell me I'm wrong and everything else, but as a small business owner, um, yeah, this is, you know, this is what we're talking about. Well, this this place, I mean, uh, for those who've been listening to the show for a very long time know that uh, we had a great relationship with Willie's back in the day, and uh, we still do and still go out there occasionally, but I didn't know that they were in that much trouble uh, when it came to the whole COVIDy hoochie jigger and all that stuff. But uh, well, but it's like your brother, you know, your brother talks about with the little lamb and stuff like that. You get a lot of these mom and pops, uh, you know, restaurants, and everybody's like, oh, well, they can still do takeout, they can still do this, and they can still do that, and blah 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 blah. You know, they don't understand what goes into all that. You know, we do. I mean, well, I think one of the one of the great things about Willie's was they always had the all you could eat nights. You know, and oh, there was yeah. a lot of people. Oh yeah, you, you can't deliver that. I mean, you have to be there for that. But uh, forty five years, uh, they've been hanging out there on that corner of there in Valrico, and uh, it's going to be coming to an end. So, if you would uh, do us all a favor and um, at send least them out with a bang, send them out with a little bit of uh, some jingle in their pockets or something because. You know, people are going to be losing their jobs over this, and and people are losing an icon seriously over the uh, Willie's Fish Camp kind of thing. So um, it's sad that it's going to be happening, and uh, December 23rd will be their last night that they're going to be open. Um, if you don't know where it is, you can find it on Facebook. Just look for uh, Willie's, the place for seafood, or uh, Fat Willie's Fish Camp, that kind of thing. It's been there forever, so um, it's sad that they're going to be gone. Also... Uh, Bone Valley today is holding, uh, it's going to be a great day for you crazy hardcore um, ATVers out there. Oh, this will be a beautiful day to ride. Oh, it'd be, it's going to be nice and cool, and if you get a little bit of rain, it just makes it nice and sloppy. And you can get out there and have a great time and get out and make everything all muddy and have a good old time out there and uh, go take the kids, let them get dirty. Because as you've learned from last week's show, one of the reasons why we have so many sick kids in this world, especially these days, is because they don't get out and get in the dirt. They got to get in the dirt. There are certain probiotics and things that got to get in their guts 
that are uh, only uh, available in dirt. So you can't get it off of a, you know, a carrot stick or one of those generic apple slices that you get out there at your local supermarket. Uh, you have to get them out there and get them in the dirt. Get them in the mud. Get it in their mouths. Get it in their ears. It's all good. They'll be, they'll be fine. <laughs> and speaking of a man who has plenty of dirt on his children, Mr. Bill Burkett is in the studio. He brought in uh, two just monster plates here. And uh, one, I know we talked to you a couple of weeks ago that you got an event that's coming up. Is this what's in, incorporated in this? Is this hand-in-hand hand with what you're doing? Just about every event that I do is barbecue-related. And so, yeah, we have a uh, – first of all, thanks for having me on the show this morning, You're always guys. welcome. You don't have to thank us for anything. Well, you can the, always be here. I always uh, bring uh, uh, gifts, you know, bear – uh, barbecue, and I've found that whenever I bring barbecue anywhere with me, it's a lot better received than just have my ugly face show up by itself. Dude, you're always welcome. You don't have to bring food to do that. I yeah. mean, we're just glad that you stopped here first before you went to see Drew. Well, wow. that, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you're you know, a little I, salty about that. You I, know, uh, I mean, seriously, I, I, two years in a row, I got rooked. I, I you know, I was like, dude, I would have brought my meat the first year, I would have brought my meatloaf, but uh, they really tore again, into it uh, and, uh, again. I'm appreciative of everything you bring. The second year yeah. was, hey, I saved you guys a few chunks of my, and now it's like, yeah, it, we've moved up the food ladder. You should be proud of that. You guys, yeah, you guys have progressed well. I uh, thank you. I did, I did hear that earlier this morning when you you started getting a little sass mouth with me about the uh, barbecue, and uh, I really thought for a minute about just going through McDonald's and getting the McRib. <laughs> And then bringing that and saying, yeah, fresh out of the warmer. Yeah, but then that goes against your reputation. Yeah, exactly. Although I would say, Bill, this is the best damn McRib sandwich I've ever had in my life. <laughs> what do you think, Diego? <laughs> These ribs are out of this world. Don't oh let your God. mother hear you say that. Wow. Your grandma was going to beat you white, man. You keep doing that. Yeah, but we, uh, yeah, so in mid-January, uh, specifically January 8th through the 10th, um, there's a nonprofit down in uh, Ruskin uh, called uh, My Warrior's Place. Uh, it was started by a uh, Gold Star mother uh, who lost her son in Afghanistan uh, back in uh, 2009, uh, 2009 or 2012. I think it was 2012. Right. Uh, but um, she started, uh, Kelly, uh, she started a, a nonprofit down in Ruskin uh, in honor of her son. Um, she bought five acres uh, that has water frontage uh, through one of the canals and uh She's been able to uh, go in, uh, fix up a lot of the uh, structures that are there, uh, some of the trailers and things like that. Uh, bought some canoes, bought some kayaks. Uh, they've got cornhole uh, kits set up out there. And so veterans can just show up. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're still active duty. It doesn't matter if you're retired. If you if you served you know, our, our country or if you're the family member of someone who served, um, you're you're allowed to come out there and enjoy everything that, that God's green earth has to uh, offer. And then that's she awesome. Also, yeah. And she also has lodging there and they are nice, nice places. So uh, you could just show up with the, the kids, the fam and go do some kayaking or some fishing or swimming off the dock or that kind of thing. Yeah, you, you sure can. Uh, because my kid, and, and every time I go down there, um, it's a, it's a family affair because my, um, my, my middle one, Duke, I have to use fishing as a way of persuading him to do things like we've had to ground him from no fishing uh for doing you know 
Yes. Committing certain things against the brother like America. Yes. I like that though. And so, but every time I go down there, it's you notice he didn't say Xbox, so that's awesome. Uh, they don't. We don't do that, and there's nothing wrong with that stuff. But we just don't subscribe to that type of thing. Sure. Uh, but um, every time I go down there, it's hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to bring a fishing rod with me. And so while I'm in meetings, you know, all three of the boys are out there on the dock, uh, fishing and. You know, having fun. They'll, they'll catch uh, sheep's head out there. They'll catch, you know, sunfish or, you know, some little fish. What. Three brothers out on a dock together. It's a perfect day, man, until uh, till girls get involved, and they'll just beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, ex- exactly. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're talking with Bill Burkett, of course, with Pork Organic Porkganic Barbecue. He brought some in for all of us. Sorry you can't have smell on radio. This is awesome stuff. So we're going to stuff as quickly as possible and get back. We're brought to you by our good friends out of Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right here. short man i got like two bites in there i'm talking with bill off here and then we were talking about that's our, the thing uh, you're talking i'm eating well we were talking about the canned meat <laughs> the uh, canned deer meat adventure that uh the bill george brought to life for us here on the uh, radio it was uh, quite the adventure i'm not knocking it uh, but of course you being from the south yourself bill you know being down here for, uh, being a georgia boy I asked you, I said, have you ever heard of canned meat? And you're like, what? I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about canned meat. It's uh, one of those things. Uh, obviously, it's north of the Mason-Dixon line or something up there. But, yeah, it was uh, it was adventurous. And I will say that uh, what here is in front of us with the ribs, the meatloaf, and the pork itself is uh, miles beyond. This is basically Mount Everest while that was basically uh, fire ant. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd you like can, to see what he could do with the canned meat. I don't know what you would do with that. Uh, you know, it's made more for like spaghettis or chilies or uh, casserole type stuff. You know, the way they chunk it up and chop it up. Uh, your uh, method of cooking would probably not do well. <laughs> well, you that. could probably you might be able to use it in like a a, a gumbo or a jambalaya, yes. where where you put other you have other components to it, but yeah. just to heat it up. And have something to eat. Uh, it, it does not sound. Uh, no, you don't spread appetizing. it on. You know, you know, you don't put it on saltine crackers and. Uh, <laughs> maybe, no. Maybe with some uh, a lot of barbecue sauce or something, perhaps. But now you were talking earlier yes. about the uh, the area down there, uh, down south. Where is it again? It's in, so, this is in Ruskin. It's and, in Ruskin. Okay. Yep. And uh, and so you know, as I was saying. Uh, this lady Kelly has has done a tremendous job in being able to build up that uh, area. What's the name of the uh, the place that she has down it's, there? It, the the nonprofit is called My Warriors Place. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and uh, they have about five acres. They have about a five acre lot, and uh, a portion of that is is on the water, like I was uh, saying. Um, but they are designed to help provide you know, veterans with some kind of recreational outdoor activities. Uh, they have lodging that is, uh, that is at a, 
an incredible price. It's uh, you know they're not they're not looking to make you know a tremendous amount of money off of uh, the money that, that veterans are paying for the lodging and you know so in January they're going to have an event and it's a uh, uh, an event where they're going to bring in uh, eight people who are affiliated with the military whether they're they're veterans whether they're gold star. Uh, family members, uh, people like that. Right. And um, so they contacted me and said, hey, we want to do a combination uh, fishing, uh, charter fishing activities in the uh, uh, throughout the day. But we also, during that downtime of fishing, we want you to come teach barbecue classes. And, what? Uh, That's nice. awesome, man. And so it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it's an incredible thing. I, uh, I got hooked up with them through uh, another nonprofit operation operation. Um, uh, second chance, uh, some guys that I worked with uh, down there, and I mean, what what you find in this area, especially, is that the uh, nonprofits uh, in the Tampa area and in Central Florida really uh, they really help each other out. They uh, really do. I mean, it's not like a very it's not competitive. No, where you're trying to get more dollars than somebody else. I mean, Black Dagger, uh, Wounded Warriors, all those guys like that. They all they all well, know each other. They all work together. And uh, and it's almost like the barbecue cooking community. We'd have never known you existed if it hadn't been for uh, Robert Jordan, Robert over at Smoking Aces Barbecue, and yep. he, you guys sitting there palling around out at the competition yep. at the Pig Jam, said, "Dude, you need to talk to this guy." And we were like, "Okay, uh, we'll take your word for it." And it's turned into a great relationship, and it's just one of those things where, you know, our microphones can be used for good as well as evil, and. Uh, <laughs> We try to use it for as as good as possible, and for uh, things like this within the area where we have such a huge military presence, either retirees or active duty, when it comes to McDill or the Coast Guard base, we got two different ones, Bay Burl and, of course, up at Clearwater Airport, and, I mean, all this stuff, all these people live here, and usually when you hear about <clears throat> places like uh, this one that you're out there with, uh, Warrior's Place down in, it's in Ruskin. Dude, it's right down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, from anywhere in Tampa, Lakeland, here, Sarasota, Naples, I don't care. Yeah. If it's a place where you can get to, it's, uh, take a look at the pictures, man. It's a beautiful place right on the river. It's awesome. And, I mean, it's awesome enough to where Mike Rowe shows up out there yep. to do an episode of, of that uh, event out there. I mean, uh, Mike Rowe also donated a boat to the uh, organization. Of course he did. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love uh, that dude. He's one yep. of those that, 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 that understands it and gets it and gives yeah. back, you know. So now for this event that you're going to be doing, how does it help them? Is it just to raise money or uh, are you going to uh, just to go out there to be an instructor, just to hang out and cook barbecue? What's the deal? How are we this, getting an this invitation is, to this? This is, uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But, this, you know, this is this is really just all about helping people out. Right. Uh, there is there is no monetary incentive uh, for me. In fact, uh, we're cooking it, uh, when I say we, Portganic Barbecue, is cooking this essentially pro bono. Um, my Warrior's Place is providing funds as well, but... Uh, the funds that I'm uh, bringing to bear uh, to pay for meat and supplies and stuff, it's all crowdfunded. Uh, and so, you know, I put out on Facebook, hey, we're raising money for this. I'll get, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars donated in a couple of days. And uh, that pays for all the food that we're, uh, we're able to uh, cook for these guys. Um, I have several team members uh, who are going to be out there with me uh, from our barbecue team. One, sure. is a, one is an actual classically trained chef. Oh boy. Um, 
Yeah. And, Stay uh, out of his way. Well, it, it, what's funny is his name is Jamil. And uh, Jamil is a, uh, he was raised as a, uh, he was raised Muslim, uh, but now he's on a barbecue competition team. And <laughs> so I did ask him at one point, I said, you're not practicing, are you? And he goes, "Oh no, no, I don't, I don't do that anymore." Because he, he wouldn't said, even yeah. be allowed to touch. Pork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So or be around um, it or even smell. I'm, uh, yeah. So it, 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 you know, our team, and I can tell you stories about other guys, but it's really a sort of a land of misfit toys for our barbecue team members because <laughs> we are, we are not a bunch of uh, old fat white guys just uh, out there competing. Exactly. And, uh, of course, you don't always trust a skinny chef. That's uh, that's that my problem. That is true too. Well, and I gotta, you know, I don't think have you ever made money uh, for yourself at all on your barbecue i think everything you've ever done or sold it goes right back into either goes back into the charity work and all that stuff i mean the, seriously the easiest way what i'll tell you is that the easiest way to end up with uh a million dollars in the barbecue industry is to start out with two yeah yeah uh, because no i don't <laughs> I, I certainly don't make uh any money off yeah. of this and the the tangible for me is giving back to the community. It's about seeing people who want to be out there, who want to learn things. People even teach me things. I, I don't, I mean, people come up and they say, oh yeah, I'm sure that, you know, uh, you won't like my ribs and stuff like that. And I'm, hey, I, I'm not the foremost expert on, on barbecue. Mm -hmm. and, and so people are always teaching, you know, me things. I always keep an open mind about it. Uh, but it's it's a it's all about the camaraderie around barbecue. Barbecue brings people together from it all does. walks of life. I've yeah. I've been able to barbecue now in about fourteen countries around the world. Uh, some of them in the Middle East, and that even brings people that you wouldn't think would come to a barbecue, you know, other than pork, come together. I need barbecue goat. Don't think I no, won't go I'm there. Yeah. About to say, I try camel. Whatever, yeah. it's all good. If I'll eat that stuff out of that jar that Bill George gave us, <laughs> you, you trust cook me. anything over a fire. I will. Uh, I'll saw off a chunk of camel and give it a shot. That's for sure. But it is. It, it's about bringing people together. It's yeah. about people being able to heal through barbecue, through cooking. Cooking can be very therapeutic for people. It, I understand that, but I also have to put in this my two cents worth. Yes. <laughs> Not only do you spread the love and do that with your fellow warriors and things that, you, <clears throat> because you yourself is, have experienced it and been there and know what these guys are going through for the most part, but you also have to look at the ramifications of what you do on your own kids. Your children get to see what you do and how you give back, and you've literally that instills molded it. that into them as so you know they're going to turn out to be decent, good people when they grow up. Just by your actions and what you're doing, you think it's something like, I'm just out here cooking pork, it's no big deal. But when your kids see that and they see what you do and why you're doing it, and for the people that you're doing it for, they're surrounded by those individuals when you're down at those places. And so they see that, they know, and they grow. Well, no, they learn. made three they decent human like, beings out of that. You no, know, they learn like we did that you, when you're blessed, you give blessings back. And but your kids learn by example, and especially I mean, boys. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> and you're in a house full of boys. So, well, and it's like he, like he said about cooking. You know, take Thanksgiving, and you made your story with your dad when he was mad about you showing up late for Thanksgiving, but you showed up with two fish. You know, <laughs> monster, race. and they got through on the grill, and all of a sudden, all was forgiven. All well, all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like. Me when we were at Thanksgiving, we're I'm out there frying a turkey. Well, everybody kind of starts congregating yeah. Yeah. towards, and it's 
it, it, it's just like everybody laughs about every redneck. Obviously, you being from Georgia, yeah. us being Florida boys, <laughs> every redneck in the world. What's the biggest? What everybody has in their backyard a fire pit. A cook when yeah. a fire when Smoker. a fire when somebody lights a bonfire. All of a sudden, it's like people just start they kind gravitate. of congregating. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it it's, is. It's our primitive skills that we you all know. have to do. Uh, but now this thing, this event uh, yes. that you're going to be doing, is it uh, public invited or is there uh, anything else? Or if someone wants to learn, is it all strictly just veterans <clears throat> for your teachings, Master? Yeah. So the the event itself, uh, the classes are uh, invite only by my warrior's place. They, right. they are identifying eight people. Um, and and uh, they they sent out something on their Facebook page a couple of days ago where they said if you know someone nominate them that's awesome uh, to be able to do that but because of the world that we live in right now and just some of the the challenges with that um, it, it is a it is a limited space uh, uh, event because we're doing the cooking classes and and doing the fishing on Friday and Saturday so the the eighth I think it's the eighth and the ninth and then of January and then on the tenth of January that Sunday. All of those, all eight of those veterans, all eight of those students are going to uh, put those skills to work, and they're going to do a, ah. a, a competition against each other. Really? And uh, and so that's how you graduate. Well, that's and, and, awesome. And each, um, <laughs> so they're they're going to be split up into uh, pairs of two, and so you're going to have four teams. But I have so they're going to have to like each other too. Well, they yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I do have um, I have four uh, what I call barbecue mentors, and so um, you know four of my cooks who know probably a whole lot more about cooking than I do, are going to be teamed up with them to help them along the way so that it's not a frustrating experience so that they can continue to learn. Yeah, because, you know, those Air Force guys, they'd be over there by themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's... uh, Why? Why? I'm just saying. Why? You know, it's like anything. You know, the only... You know the Marines; they only let you know one kind of Navy guy stand next to him. That's the corpsman. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that is true. Otherwise, they're taxi drivers, and you know, that's you know how it goes. So it'd be like <laughs> I'm not Marines. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're together. Yeah, us, we're together. Army guys. Yeah, we're together. Air Force guys. Like, does anybody want to play with me? Yep. Well, we're gonna give you an expert. He's gonna help you out. I'm just busted on you. It's. But trust me, if they could find a fighter pilot over six foot two, I'd be impressed. So anyway. Bill, we're going to take a break. We're okay. the Pink and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> uh, hour number three is right around the corner, so hang on. I know you got to go check on your boys, otherwise that yeah. side of the building is going to burn down. So, All right, we're the Pink and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. You got your number, Dan. 